Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Robin Thompson. First of all, thank you so much, Robin, for being here today. You are one of the guests that I have never met before. In fact, most of my guests are new to me. Sometimes I know them. Uh, peripherally or even in person, but most of my guests are new to me. So I'm excited to learn about you just as my listeners will. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I graduated high school early in, in uh, six months early in 73 and went right to work for lawyers. And in 2011, I decided uh, against all of my friends advice, I'm going to college. So um, it's now 2020 and I I've earned my BS in marketing, Stimba Cum Loud. I have a double master's, an MBA in marketing and a master's in social media, and I'm working on my doctorate. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can win the race to get the PhD or DBA, they call it now, before I'm eligible for social security. <laughs> but I've spent most of my, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've spent most of my life, at 46, over 46 years, in what I consider really to be the same thread. And it's proven over the years to be that same thread, but legal bled into information um, and, um, and cybersecurity and uh, compliance. Um, in, in the um, late 90s or, or late 80s, early 90s, I read the DuPont model. And um, I think you and I share that in common and said, there's no other path for the industry than for law firms to become service bureaus or go into the business that supports the law practice. And that's a particular love of mine. Um, I went into- ask you about hmm? that. Um, So I know that you're an expert on that. I am very passionate about making the case that a business of law is different than a practice of law and it's the where you want to be. It's business development and marketing are two entirely different disciplines. And all too often I find not only lawyers who don't get that, but even legal marketers don't yet get that. So I love that you get it and you're very much well-versed in um, the business of law. So just want to give you a little shout out there. I appreciate that. I tried to refer my, my husband still works uh, in that's where I met him, but I tried to refer a client over and they, they only saw it myopically and it resulted in 65 million in e-discovery business, which they are in. So that was a great big mistake, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's, it's different because the person was only thinking marketing and there's two other businesses right now that go hand in hand with the DuPont model because there's one thing for certain that you and I both know, information's an asset. The mm-hmm. second I took a phone message, it's now public so I can say it, but the second I took a phone message saying uh, a CEO was coming in cognito to bankrupt a major airline, I thought to myself, hmm, you know, if somebody got their hands on this, the market would be disrupted and it just goes from there. So that is the very DuPont model is mm-hmm. just what you said. There should be a business of business. You can double, triple, quadruple your income without gaining a single client by um, practicing in those collateral industries. 
You are fascinating to me, especially because 18 years of my life was devoted to this um, in legal. So I'd love to pick your brain more if, if you don't, if you don't mind. Not <laughs> at all. Set, we'll set up some time off this offline to, to have this conversation. In the meantime, I would love to have my audience and me learn more about you. You are amazing. You're well known in um, legal marketing and business development circles. Um, you've had a robust career. I'm not dating you. I'm dating myself when I say I it's do okay. know the DuPont model. But um, what has been your proudest professional accomplishment of all that you've done? I have to tell you something. It's, it is, I love to, I know every time I walk into a new company, I have to prove myself. There's a big difference between throwing out your chest and marketers do that and actually doing it. And I've walked into six companies and set records. Others said were absolutely impossible to reach. Um, in the last uh, corporate environment, uh, I captured the top five landing pages of all time in 90 days. That's and awesome. took their um, conversion rates from 12% to 76%. Wow. And it, I love helping other people be successful. That's my greatest joy in life is writing a story that makes you the hero of whatever you do. And I can sit back and smile. That's how I want to end I my- I love that. That is my whole business model, living in service to others and shining a light on them. That is, you're, you're my kind of woman. I wish I had known you earlier. So I adore you that I stalked you um, <laughs> because I saw, I saw that philosophy. You're an amazing person. I appreciate the honor of just being here and talking about playing Jane Robbins. So. <laughs> oh, you're not playing Jane Robin for sure. And we're going to make sure that people know all the, um, the good that you do. I, I've, you know, checked you out on LinkedIn, but when I get to know my guests, I really get to know my guests only to the degree that they're comfortable sharing. Um, but I'll ask questions like, you know, who inspired you or who was your mentor, you know, things like that, that really are, um, not, you know, what do you do? What's your title? But they're more meaningful. Right. They're about you, the woman. So why don't you share with me who has been your inspiration? I have two. And it's funny because they have a lot in common. One of them is Sean Edwards and the other is Cheryl Lovell. They both have a military background. But the reason I love them both is they are a lot like you. Oh. They know. Um, how to lift those around them. I will tell you, you know, Sean probably has been the ripple that set my career in motion. And she never really wants credit for that. She recognizes that I will think eight or nine things at once. And when I talk, it comes out like uh, a fire hose. I will try to say all eight <laughs> thoughts at once, or maybe like, I'm not listening. And that's, if you say, what, what did I just say? I can, I can mimic you back with body language. It's just the way my head works. Uh, and Sean uh, has paved the way for me to know that I am worthy, that um, I am capable. And um, both Cheryl and Sean uh, work with me on trying to communicate in a way that comes out sane, even though my mind is already on next week. Well, Robin, I have they, to say, look, the, the receiver mm. makes meaning of the message, regardless of the sender's intent. 
but in your defense and mine, because I have been told the speed of Susan is not for everyone. So I'm a lot like you are in that I can process at, you know, T plus, you know, X, X <laughs> faster than most, than most. So um, I'm getting the big picture before, you know, it's even being processed by others. So I, I will tell you as a pattern, you're back. That's a sign of genius. So don't apologize for that. Um, but it's cool that you have these women in your life who have helped you to articulate the message in the language of the listener. That's really sweet of you to say. I had a um, an opposite sex boss who told me it was that it was a huge problem for me and a setback. And these two women um, helped me to understand that. They said, you know, Einstein would say the same thing over and over again. And that that, that is not a, a bad thing, Robin. It's a good thing. And it's how the yeah. receiver wants to interpret it. Just what you said. I can't believe it. Yeah, your male boss is what keeps me busy and in business. I mean, I teach <laughs> communication. But so, yeah, there are a lot of those out there who don't get it because they think their way is the only way um, and don't take it upon themselves to learn how to communicate in another language, which would be your language. So uh, we all have the onus on us to do that and listen with empathy and not judgment. And so um, I'm glad that your friends propped you up in that time of need. And now you know that um, you're not, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So, well, let me ask you this, just like your women friends did for you. I try to do this on a day-to-day -day basis. It doesn't have to be, you know, a grand scale, but what do you think we should do to lift other women in business? Um, as a general philosophy, um, I think we both share it. I always parrot Zig Ziglar. You can have anything you want in life as long as you help as many others as you can get what they want in life. Aww. Even at a meeting, I will repeat, if, if, if like you were in a meeting with me, I, say, I would say Susan's idea or lift that up or share it or help them um, improve. What in, and when I meet a colleague or a person, I will ask them, what is it that I can do to help you become successful? Um, Sean specifically taught me that the, the, not to fear elevating others because that means you're elevating yourself. And I truly believe that as a philosophy. Um, but, but continue to lift women to uh, share their posts, to talk about what they do it just it still perplexes me I'm, I'm i'm a late life mom my daughter's 22 um but i had thought our bad times were over and she said oh my gosh no um and i did an experiment i not one ceo has been answered my question why is there a pay difference to even discuss why does the wrapper matter um so i'll just keep listening and and reaching out to strong women and connecting and helping to share their thoughts um, as long as there's a breath in me. That is so beautiful. I didn't want to interrupt because that's like such a powerful, powerful few points that you made, not just one, but a few. Um, first, I want to talk about the first one you made. When you say um, Susan's idea or someone around the table, you'll give credit to the person who uh, presented it first. That is so powerful. And let me tell you why uh, statistics and studies show that Women are interrupted more than men by both men and women. 
And often that idea gets stolen by someone else in the room, particularly <laughs> by men. And it's a posse of women and men that we need who are courageous enough to say, you know, I'd like to hear more from Susan about her idea or Bob, that sounds a lot like what Susan was saying. I'd like to hear more from Susan. So that's super great that you do that. Um, secondly, <clears throat> I call, um, and I think that I got this from Jessica Bennett. She's the author of a book called Feminist Fight Club. Um, but she calls this. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, you love the book. You love, she has some off color language, but I'm okay with that. I'm she, ordering it now. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. She calls this person the manterrupter. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I love that you said that you do that right off the bat without even, you know, that that's one of the strategies that we teach to combat bias in the workplace. And, uh, it's a powerful strategy to have a posse of people like Robin and Susan who will get your back and call out. And Susan, the interrupter. Mm -hmm. I yeah. hope that you continue that fight because the women that I work with, I've always found, you know, privately, I'll say, why didn't you call that out? That was my idea. Well, I'm waiting for a raise or well, da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. That leads it, right it, into. They're afraid. Yeah, they're afraid. And that's what we call um, the, um, um, oh my goodness, I'm hitting a blank. I'm hitting a blank right now. To, to, to call out someone's idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bias when both women agree that the policy needs to change. But one um, ends up throwing the other under the bus because she's feel for, fearful for her own uh, job security if she were to speak out against authority or to change a policy. Um, yeah, that's, it's the worst vice of all when women hurt other women. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. You are hitting all the PowerPoints and, and we didn't <laughs> talk about this. Um, we didn't talk about what I do. We didn't talk about, you know, this is just, you are why I exist. I mean, this is, we have to combat this kind of bias. Um, <clears throat> men speak white male. Uh, those of us who are women and other minorities don't speak white male. So we struggle to navigate in that operating system. And I'm not trying to teach women how to speak white male. I'm trying to change the operating system so that all of us who speak whatever language we speak, if Robin speaks Robin, then great, we learn to appreciate the uniqueness of what she brings to the table. So you're amazing. Worst thing that ever happened to me is I introduced a word into a conversation and it was held against me in a review. And wow. then a person was given an award for using that word. Wow. And it just, it's, you know, it, it's, I'm not the only one this has happened to. And no, I just no. want to continue to encourage folks. It's not going to change until you're brave enough. And I'm, Susan, I'm not going to stop being that person that's brave enough, no matter what the cost, because I know that I will make it better for me, for the person behind me. Because again, if I had a, my way in the world, reviews would not have a name. They would not have a position. They would not have a gender. Um, it would just be, uh, not, the position would be there, but you would be reviewed rapperless. That's and let's see where it falls then. Super powerful, super powerful. This is everything I teach. I love this. And folks, we did not have a conversation before about what we were <laughs> going to talk about. This is just nope. the universe doing amazing things on this podcast. Um, you sound to me like Brene Brown. Have you ever read Dare to Lead or any of her books? 
Dare to Lead sounds familiar. I, I, I believe I have read that one. You are so speaking my language. You know, have courage, show up with courage. Um, that's amazing. Well, in speaking of showing up with courage, might you share with us your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome that? I think we have talked about that in some of the other questions you've asked me is I have ADHD and during the times that I was sort of being poked fun at, I went to, to actually see a, a, a counselor and he ran several tests and he confirmed that I've got a point or two of IQ. And he said this, you know, you start talking fast and the ideas come to you. And um, the usually um, very few women in the room, mainly men. And it is, you know, be quiet. This is aerosoteric and you start to lose self-confidence and it sets you back. So I sought counseling, you know, uh, from, a, from a professional, but I also called on my two friends, uh, Sean and, and Cheryl, and said, you know, how am I going to function um, and make this work for me? If, if we have a society, Susan, that did not have a two-party system, we would not grow. I believe the same thing in business. If you, if I thought the same as everybody in the room, that company would not move forward. Diversity of opinion, of communication, of thought is what makes us grow. I have changed some of a process I use, and I knock on wood, it's patent pending, um, that I, I six sigma it based on others' feedback. So you shouldn't be afraid of that. But that was my biggest setback. And, and I think we've talked about how I dealt with that. I'm so glad that you had the courage to move through it, you know, to sit with it, check it out, analyze it, and then continue moving through it. Um, because I think that people who don't sit with it or analyze or move through things, they learn nothing. And I always say almost on every podcast, I have an opportunity to say win or learn, never lose. And that's what you're talking about. We don't want to just be in an echo chamber. We do need various points of view. And um, I think curiosity is a huge tool that uh, yes. brings us to a, a new and better place. You know, um, I've worked with places that the, the phrase of the day, it's not how we do it here. Or that's, you know, we, oh. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just want to bang my head against the wall. I'm like, the fact is you need to change how you do it here. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to tell you something. That's exactly right. And I want to say, how's that working for you? You know, that's <laughs> why I was brought in. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, uh, one of the clients I work for, we're doing a program next uh, at the end of the month on supply chain. And the, this, this team was um, brave enough to challenge the way the industry thought about supply chain because they knew something like this was going to happen. And I love people like that. But, you know, while you guys are arguing about whether our glass is half full or empty, I've sold it at a profit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Let me ask you, this supply chain effort that you're working on, is this with a company or a law firm? It's one of my clients. Um, they uh, were looking for to lift their brand. And they do FDA regulatory compliance. I, I'm self-employed now. I decided I'm going to work for me for a change. And um, it, would, it may not surprise you 
because in law firms, you know, of course we did regulatory advising in the, in the big ones. I worked for like Sussman and some other firms like that that had different divisions. But um, they challenged the notion because there were six to 7,000 just federal, not state, federal lawsuits a year over supply chain and none of them had to do with COVID. So somebody yeah, needed to step impressive. up. I don't know who your client is and you don't need to say that client name here, but it's pretty impressive that they care about the process at their clients. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've worked. Yeah. The owner's a woman, by the way, and she donated seven years of her time to this effort. Wow. Wow, there's a special spot in legal heaven for her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. There is. Um, yeah, well, women have a tendency to uh, to have the courage to ask questions and to, you know, learn more. Men, on the other hand, and this is, you know, not just Susan Freeman talking, studies show men are afraid to ask questions. They don't want to be seen as unknowing or um, ignorant to an issue. So that's why business development can oftentimes be a challenge for those people who don't want to ask questions. Um, let me ask Sorry. you this, speaking of asking questions, tell us something surprising about you. This is where being three days older than Dirk becomes my enemy. <laughs> you because know, I, I, have I must be Dirk because you're only three, three days or four or maybe three weeks or maybe even a year older than I am. So I must be dirt. <laughs> I got a decade on you. So it's, you know, I can talk to a turnip. So I'm really going to try very, very hard to keep it to, to one thing. Father's Day, I had uh, Father's Day weekend. I had lost all sense and gotten too comfortable in my surroundings and decided it would be fun to go outside and weed. Well, I did not realize what had happened to me. It felt a sledgehammer had hit my hand. And like an idiot, I run across two acres of land, really getting that blood pumped into the body, turn my hand uh, over and see two black holes. Uh, I'd been bit on the middle finger by a copperhead snake. Yikes. Yikes. So did you know that like that no. what happened? No. But I lived in the country, what an idiot to put my hand under monkey grass. Um, so I, you know, I didn't want to go to the doctor. I hate doctors. I sat, put my hand in ice, <laughs> and then I started screaming because it felt like my arm was on fire. Sure. And I turned it over and it looked like there was a baseball. So I drove uh, to the emergency room and he said, well, it's been an hour so, and you're not dead, so it's not a coral. So they drew blood and the, and the venom of a copperhead was there. Wow. But at that time, man, I was, I was whipping it out at 145 words a minute. And I, I couldn't even break 100 today. <laughs> Sometimes that finger really bothers me, but I sure do love pointing it and showing which one it is <laughs> in my ornery days. That's so funny. So what an interesting story. So I was raised in the country originally, uh, had, a, had a house with lots of land and I have killed over 13 snakes. And when you're young, you don't stop to ask, are you a good snake or a bad snake? Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I hear you when you say, what are you thinking reaching into monkey grass? Now I know what that is. Cause we had that down there a lot. Um, what are you doing reaching into monkey grass? There's snakes in there. Um, so that's crazy. And yes, you know, you're supposed to suck that venom out of there immediately, but instead you went running and pumping it through your veins. Um, 
Yeah, that's a yeah, great did a really good job. Story. Oh my god, <laughs> that's such a good story. I'm so glad that you survived and are you know here to tell. They're that. ready to amputate. They took a magic marker and started drawing lines to where the swelling was going, and I signed an amputation agreement and. Oh. I'll be honest with you. I wanted to cut my arm open. I was on morphine and hurt like hell. But for some reason, I didn't mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, morphine has that effect. I've been on morphine before. Um, not at home, folks, in the hospital. But um, Exactly. Yeah, it's magic stuff. It's not good for you, but it's magical. Let me, um, let me ask you this. You are one fascinating woman. I know that I'm personally going to reach out to you again, and we're going to stay friends forever. But for people who so. want to learn more about your magic, you really are unique and different and special in all the ways that I say, listen to her roar. Listen to this woman. You know, I want people to reach out to you. How can they do that? You just made me laugh. My daughter's kindergarten picture. She got mad at me since she looked like a lion, a roaring lion. Um, the best way is uh, uh, I carry one phone. You can call or text. 623-300-6976 or write me at robin at kairosstrategygroup.com which is my website and kudos to my brilliant creative daughter who came up with my company name because um, I said what am I going to call myself and she said mom you you have predicted more industry events than anybody I know and that's what kairos means just asking yeah. before the rest of the market does I knew what that meant that's a very powerful powerful because you're smart <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to put all of this in writing on the blog, folks, in case you didn't get to jot that down. Just know that you can look on my website and I'll share this on social as well. And we'll have Robin's story, her bio, her contact info, and a few good pictures. So thank you. Thank may I say one closing remark? You folks, may. do yourself a favor and get to know Susan Freeman. and change my life. I've been stalking her and there's not a post she puts out that I don't read. Oh, what a sweetheart. And y'all, I didn't ask her to say that. <laughs> no, you didn't. I snuck that in so on you. Awesome. I wanted to say it. Oh, okay. well, Robin, I hope you have an amazing day. And I look forward to our continuing conversation. You better believe it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.